Please bow with me in prayer. Lord, take my lips and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. Take our hearts and set them on fire with love for your Son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. You know, today has a name in the calendar. We call it New Year's Eve. And tomorrow has a name in the calendar. We call it New Year's Day. But in the church calendar, tomorrow has a different name. You know, if if you have studied history, if you're into liturgical churches, if you're into church calendars, you would know that tomorrow is set aside as a special name of a day. We love names. We love to give things, people, places, events, names. We do it all the time. On the church calendar year, tomorrow is known as the Feast of the Holy Name. Interesting. Talking about names. From the very beginning of time, read through the book of Genesis, and you will see names have significance. Names have importance. Names even have power at times. Right at the very beginning, Genesis chapter 2, right after Adam was created, the Lord said to Adam, give all the animals names. And then Genesis chapter 4, Adam and Eve had children and they gave them names. No surprise, Cain and Abel. And then when significant events happen in people's lives, names are changed sometimes in the scriptures. Abram becomes Abraham, the father of many nations. Sarah was originally Sarai. And Sarah is queen or queen mother. Great significance. Jacob was given the name Israel, one who strives with God. And it's really fascinating to read the book of Hosea and see the different names in Hosea and his children and why. And the places that were named and given names and significance. It's fascinating to look at the names in Scripture and why they're there. How about nicknames? I don't know how many of you have had nicknames through the years and why you've been given those nicknames. I've had some interesting nicknames through the years. And I think about those different nicknames. For example, when we were in Honduras on a mission trip one time, you know how sometimes Americans speak very fast and not always easy to understand. And someone introduced me, this is Greg Kranz, and a a young a young girl, a Honduran, started calling me breadcrumbs. Because Greg Kron sounds like breadcrumbs. So everybody in our group started calling me breadcrumbs, only to reinforce it. The guys I play golf with, it, I even have a towel that confirms this. Greg Kron's the jerk. <laughs> <laughs> 
because I give everybody a hard time on the golf course. We love to tease each other. Different people are given nicknames for different reasons, sometimes appearance, sometimes something that happens, sometimes the relationship. You know, recently I received an email. And the man who emailed me was a guy by the name of Mike Garofalo. I don't know if that name means anything to anybody here. It didn't mean anything to me. So I Googled the guy's name just to make sure he was who he says he was. He said, I work for the NFL Network, and I'd like to have a phone interview with you. And I'm thinking, well, this is interesting. And what he wanted to interview me about, some of you would know this, some of you wouldn't, was the name Steel Curtain. And the reason he wanted to interview me about that name was because this year's official program that they're handing out at the Super Bowl is going to have enduring names in the NFL in it, and Steel Curtain is going to be one of those names, and they're going to give the story behind the different names. So he wanted to interview me about the name Steel Curtain and how I came up with the name. And I said, if the Steelers get in the Super Bowl, does this get me free tickets? Well, he did the same thing you did. He laughed. And I said, does it at least get me a free program? And he said, sure. But it's interesting how a name can generate a lot of information on Google. When I Googled his name. And how names can have power. Think about... The phrase that we say that many of you could probably finish, some of you might not be able to, some of you might even be too young to know it, but sticks and stones can break my bones, but names can never hurt me. Why do we say that? Because when we hear a name that's hurtful or degrading, how we want to convince ourselves that that name has no power over us. That we can't allow that name to stick. The name Jesus, for, for those of us that are believers, has great power. He's known by other names as well. Last week, the reading that we had for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. The prophecy of Isaiah 9. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Think of all those names that Jesus has. And the significance of all of, the, all of those names. But the name that he was given, Luke chapter 1. Mary, this is the name that you will call your son. And Luke, the, the reading that we have for today. When Jesus is circumcised, he was named Jesus. Why? Why Jesus? Because of what the name means. Because of the reason that he came, our greatest need, 
He is called Jesus because we need a Savior. Because that's what the name means. And it's interesting for people that don't believe. It's interesting the reaction. Some, some people during Jesus' time would actually call him Beelzebub, the devil. Some people would use other names or words about Jesus. And some people still do today. Because they don't want to hear the name. But for those who are believing Christians, Jesus is the most powerful name because he came to be our Savior. That's what the name means. Scripture says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We need a Savior. Jesus came to go to the cross in our place for our sin because we need a Savior. Otherwise, He didn't need to go. Jesus didn't just come to be a model, a nice person, a good person. He came to be a Savior because we need a Savior. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of your own doing. It's a gift of God. Not because of works, lest anyone should burst. You don't earn your way to heaven. You receive this gift, this Savior, by faith. That's why we celebrate Christmas, because he was sent to be a gift, a Savior. Jesus is his name. And the name means Savior. That's why his name shall be called Jesus. But we also know him as Jesus Christ. Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. John chapter 1, right at the very beginning, when he's announced by John the Baptist as he continues to fulfill Prophecy after prophecy, dozens of prophecies. Right at the very beginning, John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God, the one who came to be sacrificed for our sin. The one who was anointed for this this purpose, the Messiah. That's what the, the word Christ means, Messiah. And who was anointed? During Jesus' day, priests were anointed. And Jesus was the high priest who broke through the Holy of Holies. The temple curtain was torn in two so that we would have access, so that we too would become holy as he is holy. Kings are anointed. And we call Jesus the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. The Prince of Peace. That when he was born, the angel sang, Peace on earth. Because the Prince of Peace has been born into the world. Peace that we can have in our relationship with the Lord. Peace that we can have in our relationships with one another because he brings the ministry of reconciliation, forgiveness. 
transformation of our lives. He was anointed the Messiah, the Christ, for this purpose. But then the early church would go on to say, in his first statement of faith, its earliest creed, Jesus Christ is Lord. Let me read to you from Philippians chapter 2. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He's meant to be our Lord. See, that's part of the problem is that a lot of people are okay with him being a a savior, but not a lot of people are okay with him being the Lord. Because we want to be the Lord of our own lives. And that's not really Why he came. He came to be our savior to take away the sin of our lives. And to replace that sin by his Holy Spirit. To fill the void in our lives. He was anointed and sent for that purpose. So that he might then become the Lord. And guide us and direct us and empower us. And transform our lives. So that we would be blessed and be a blessing to other people. Jesus is Lord. To understand his lordship, it means that we have to submit ourselves. Give ourselves wholly and completely to him. Totally. Names. Do you know what your name means? Have you ever done a search on what your name means? My name, Gregory, means watchful one. I love to watch. I love to watch people, study people. I love to see what the Lord is doing. You know, it's funny is my mom wanted a little Anthony because she's Italian. She never got one. Although in our tradition, when we were confirmed, we got a confirmation name. So I had my name be Tony Anthony for my mom. Names have power. You know, in each of our children's case, we had a name plaque outside of their bedroom. And it had the meaning of their names. Bethany, house of passion. Daniel, God is my judge. Boy, was that fitting. Aaron, exalted. Meredith, based on Mary, beloved. Interesting. What does your name mean? What are you known by? 
See, if you, if you believe in Jesus as your Savior, as your Messiah, as your Lord, you're known as Christian. And I wonder if you know the significance of that name. See, because if you're a Christian, you are a Christ one. You know who he is. Because you know him through the word. You've studied his life so that you understand the gift of his life. You understand what his life means and how you're to live life as a follower of his. A Christian, a Christ one. The Jesus was fully submitted to his father. That he lived through sacrificial love. That he said, I only do what I see my father do. I only say what my father says. That he gave himself away constantly. That he was zealous for the Lord. That he was evangelistic. He reached out for the sake of the kingdom of God. Sometimes he was even confrontational. You know what's amazing is a lot of what Jesus did, if you really read about him in his word, you might look at it and say, well, that's not very Christian. Because people don't understand what it really is to be Christian. They have a cultural understanding or mindset. What does your name mean? When you call yourself Christian. We need to be transformed. To become more and more like our Savior. More and more like the one who came to give his life for us. To take away our sin. I love what Peter writes about who we are as God's people. You are a chosen race. That we're different. A royal priesthood. Bringing together the two parts of the anointed. That we're royal children of the king. And priesthood that we have access to the Holy of Holies. A holy nation. We're set apart by God for God. God's own people. God's own people. And as Paul writes to the Romans, his beloved his beloved people. Because he sent Jesus to die for us. You know, people in the next 24 hours will set out to and try to live into New Year's resolutions. Some of you might say, that's not my thing. 
Some of you have already decided what you're going to do. My invitation for you is to not wait until tomorrow, but begin today. That if you believe in Jesus Christ, that you live into your name, Christian. And that if you don't believe in Jesus yet, that today, that you come to a place to know him as your Savior. That he was the one anointed for that purpose. And that you would come to know him as the Lord of your life. To transform you, to change you, to bless you. That you would be beloved and that you would bless others. Let's pray. In the book of Acts... Luke writes, There is no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Lord God, for those here today who have never known you as Savior, Possibly as a nice historic figure, as a model, as an ethical teacher. Lord, that they would come to know you as Savior this day and give their lives to you that you might be Lord. And Lord, for all of us who call ourselves Christian, Christ-like, That we would believe you wholly in our hearts as the one who saves us from our sin, even from ourselves. That by your Holy Spirit, you desire to change us day by day to the image of your Son, bearing the fruit of love and joy and peace. That we would truly be Christian that we would truly live under his lordship. Lord, as we move into this new year, help this to be so for all of us. And we ask this in his precious and powerful name, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.